2: love
3: talk radio well the truth well it hurts to say I'm gonna pack up my bags and I'm gonna go away I'm gonna split it. I can't stand it I'm gonna give it up and quit ain't never coming back Girl, but Before I get to going, I got to say I know you used to love me, but that was yesterday And the truth, I won't fight it When the love starts burning, you got to do what's right Oh, lover, lover, lover You don't treat me no good no more Oh, lover To say, I'm gonna pack up my bags and I'm gonna go away. I'm gonna split it, I can't stand it. I'm gonna give it up and quit, ain't never coming back. But before I get to go and I got to say, there was a time.
4: From Deggy Nation, I'm Tim Spain, alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson. He's right outside of Richmond Raceway, up there in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I'm the way the crow flies south of this 2.66 mile march we call Road. I'm approximately eight miles that way. I want to apologize for the technical difficulties coming on there right off the bat. I don't know what happened. It sound like a sound like Russia must have hacked the show. Stephen, how you doing tonight, brother? <laughs>
2: I'm about doing as good as I was last
4: week. You sound a little bit better than than uh, last week, but I'm on I'm gonna try to uh do what I can. Uh I know you're under the weather, which I was under the weather this morning myself, so uh and I know AM I think she went the doctor she might have the flu too. Have you heard anything from her?
2: Yeah, she's got the same stuff as I do.
4: Oh gosh. I pray for you, brother. But anyway, uh, let everybody know the number to call in is two one five three eight three thirty six eighty one. Again, I'm Tim Spain Spade alongside of dot com Mr. Stephen Wilson. Coming up here shortly we've got uh driver of the number forty two for NBM Motorsports and NASCAR expanding series, my good friend Chad Fincham is gonna make a pit stop with us and talk. But Stephen, let's uh let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the uh about this race weekend out there at Fontana Cat I'm mean, not Fontana. I see seen him raceway. I'm getting a little, a little bit ahead of myself. Uh, Kyle Busch was made available to the media on Friday, and also after he won his 199th race there in the Cup Series Sunday. But um uh, just want to play this little bit of stuff out of the media center, let some of our listeners see what can happen when a and a driver. But uh, it's about eight minutes long, but it's going to come up there towards the end. So uh, be be patient. I want you all to hear this and um it's just, it's just part part of our sport, Steve.
0: We will now wrap up our media availabilities for today with uh, Kyle Bush, driver of the number 18 Skittles Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. Thanks for joining us today, Kyle. Sure. Go ahead and open it up for questions. Please raise your hand, and we'll get to you as soon as possible. We'll start right here with Jeff.
2: Jeff Gluck from jeffgluck.com.
1: Since you got to drive all three vehicles in one weekend last week on the same track, it seems like you would be in a position to be able to compare what they feel like. Because everybody's been speculating, oh, it kind of drives like a truck or whatever. What does the new package feel like? Is it closer to Xfinity or truck now that you've gotten to drive both? Uh, To me, my comparison's always been closer to trucks than the Xfinity cars. Uh, The older Xfinity cars say – uh, back before the, the COT Xfinity cars. So whatever the Koi cars were, um, I don't remember what year those were, certainly 09, but I don't remember when it switched, but those cars resemble a little bit closer to what the cup cars are, um, right now, just with the, the big spoilers and the reduced power and things like that, that, um, the feel that you get and how you drive those and how hard you drive those, um, through the corners and how you try to keep it as close to wide open as possible. That's kind of, um, you know the, the similarities that I'm seeing
0: we'll go in the back with
1: the blue shirt uh Sam Brennan Blaze <laughs> Radio saw
3: yesterday Russell Westbrook rocking your uh Eminem's racing jacket what did you think about that
1: I don't know whether he's a fan or if that's just a fashion statement but either way he looked really good wearing it so I appreciate that and then also uh saw you guys in Brexton were in at the dooms again how did uh, this trip compare to last time you guys were out there how is he uh, coming along yeah it was fun um, super fun we went on uh, hour long rides hours long rides and uh, he enjoyed every minute of it so you know certainly um, uh, I left him home for a couple of them because the boys wanted to go on some 10 out of ten rides you know where it's it's a bit harsh and uh, and rough and um, so he he's a little too small for those but uh, the rides that he was able to go on and and mom went on as well too were, were pretty fun so um, you know it was a good experience he's he's loving it each time we go out there and um you know getting more and more accustomed to it
0: we'll go down here in the front to John
1: John Hervelin New Mexico Motorsports Report so your wife tweeted the photo of you guys on Camelback yesterday mm-hmm. uh Brexton's like he's not a baby anymore like how yeah. much longer are you going to be like tossing him up in the air after winning like he's going to are you going to do it as when he's a teenager like that's why I work out man you know got to keep going to keep going for him but um, yeah yeah throwing him up as a teenager that'd be pretty funny um he'll be throwing me up by then the uh just i mean he has certainly grown up a lot over the course of the last uh year and a half especially, and it's been super fun to get him out and uh he he doesn't quit I'm, and neither does his mom so uh it's always off doing something off to the next thing and you know when when we're at home he's got other play groups that he goes to and karate and things like that, so he's he's got something to do about every day, so he's pretty uh pretty versatile in about everything right now.
0: We'll go to Bob.
1: Uh, Bob Hockers, Fox Sports. Is the increase in uh, speeds in the cup cars due to increased downforce or different tires? I think increased downforce. Just, um, you know, the speeds. Anytime you put downforce on cars, you're going to go faster. So uh, I'm not sure what the tire differences are from last year to this year. I've heard that the compound on the rights is actually harder. So, um, you know, I feel as though that the speed comes from the on-throttle time and the grip and the, the amount of speed that you're carrying through the mid-corner, um, that, uh, that just keeps the speeds higher all the way around.
0: We'll go all the way to the back to Devin.
1: Devin Henry, Sports360AZ. If I recall, you were pretty good when you were a youngster in the Xfinity Series. Now you're a teammate with another one, Christopher Bell, who finished behind you in practice. What's the dynamic like working with Christopher Bell when you're in the Xfinity Series? Uh, he's good you know super um super attentive and um you know certainly looking for anything that he can do to get better and pick up on and things like that so uh after practices you know he's coming over in my hauler or whatever and kind of picking my brain and things like that Uh, last week certainly uh he ran really good last week was right on me there at the end and um had some good racing some good battle kind of going on and then uh this week as well too you know so he's Certainly um, wanting to get better. I know that he knows where his next step is to try to get to the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, and uh, to do that, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be competing against me six more times this year. I'm sure he's gonna want to beat me, um, and to have the opportunity to to have him do that won't be fun on my behalf, but uh, certainly will be for him.
0: Go right here to Reed.
5: i uh, Reed Spencer with NASCAR Wire. Um, you and a number of drivers have said the tire is harder. Goodyear says it's um designed to wear more and run cooler. Can it be both?
1: Um, I don't know how you can have a harder tire that wears more to run cooler so um I, I again, like I said, I didn't I don't know that's just what I heard that the compound was harder on the right. so um you know, as far as the tires go and, and what they brought here. Certainly, I feel like we're um, I mean, if I had to be picky and choosy, which typically I am, then I would say that we're on too hard of a tire, but that's every single week we would probably all agree to that uh, as a collective group of the drivers. so um you know that's no fault of theirs, just um they're trying to obviously be on the safe side and make sure that um, you know they're that the race is not their problem and that it's our problem.
0: We'll go down here to the front to Pat.
1: Pat
5: I was talking to Kevin Harvick earlier, and he said that your relationship over the years
1: has evolved into like a healthy rivalry with mutual respect, but that he still enjoys beating you more than anybody else. (laughs) Is he that guy for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there was certainly a time where um, Harvick and I, we probably both would agree that if neither of us showed up at the racetrack anymore, that we would totally be okay with that. Um, but now it's kind of resurfaced a little bit differently where I feel as though we feel like when we get to the racetrack, we know we'd much rather be able to beat each other. And and we've done it way more respectfully over the course of the last, I don't know, uh, 2014, probably since then. Um, you know, so I don't know if that was just his move to SHR and the relationship with that I had with Tony and Tony kind of telling Kevin like, Hey, give him some slack or whatever. But it's definitely come more from his side, um, than, than my side, as far as the, um, the friendliness, I guess you'd say. So, um, it's nice to be able to have that relationship with guys in the garage area. You don't have to be friends with them, but you do know that you have to respect them. You do know that you have to have an opportunity to go out there and race door handle to door handle or bumper to bumper and know that you're not going to get wrecked. And, um, Kevin and I have that, that going right now. So hopefully we can keep that going that way. And, um, you know there's some others out there that could certainly learn a few
2: things
0: Are there any final questions for Kyle We'll go to Lee and then we'll finish up with Jeff
2: Lee Spencer Racing com. did he really offer to give you a hug after last week's race
0: I
1: didn't hear him but I heard somebody afterwards tell me about that so um I didn't hear him and I didn't see him so my blinders were were on I was seeing red
0: We'll finish right here with Jeff
1: I guess I'm I'm having trouble understanding what this race is going to look like because if it's so i worry about it why do you have to dwell about it just turn on the damn television come sunday and watch the damn thing i want to know i want to like understand. don't predict the future because when you're wrong then you look like a moron and when you're right what do you get to do gloat to everybody that you were right be like i called it Whoop the damn do that's fair do you have anything else no sir okay
0: with that, thank All you, right. Kyle. You got it. Good luck this weekend.
1: I don't know what it's going to be, okay? I don't know. I don't want to know. Let's just race it out.
4: Steven, that's a little bit of what can happen in the media center with us being media members. If you rub a driver wrong, you might not get the answer that you wanted. And I don't think Jeff Gluck got the answer that he wanted. Uh, like Kyle Bush said, Whoopty damn do
2: Yeah, you know, like I, I guess that goes back to me at Atlanta and asking Denny Hamlin questions that, you know, he he doesn't he can't answer. So you know, sometimes you get called out <clears throat> by the by the drivers when you ask questions, and uh, you know sometimes there's you know the old old saying is, is that there's no stupid question unless it's not answered or asked. So you know, I don't know if it's uh, necessarily uh, you know he asked a a stupid question, but sometimes when you go digging for answers, sometimes you get sometimes you get answers that you don't like or don't want to hear, and it's a little too real sometimes, and that's exactly what happened there. Is that Jeff Luck went fishing for an answer, and uh, uh, and the answer that he got, you know, probably wasn't one that he was expecting.
4: That's right. And uh, I myself, while uh, there at Talladega Super Speedway I went fishing for an answer through uh, Bubba Wallace about you know NASCAR taking away them having control of the uh, of the uh, track bar. And you know his answer to me was, "Do we got those things?" And you know, that's just part of being a media member and part of asking that question, but like Bubba come back and he said, no, we don't need them things. It's part of the crew's job to get the car right, not not mine. But just wanted to throw that out there and let some of our listeners know exactly how quick it could go south in the media center. And uh, like you mentioned, you did ask Denny Hammond one of, them, I think, what Matt Humphrey called it, uh, the engineering question, and uh, – to let some of our listeners know, uh when we were in the media center, Denny just sort of looked at Stephen and just took his right hand, went right over the top of his head, like boom, you blowed my mind. I don't know. But that's just that's just part of it. And us media, like like you said, we like to dig, we like to find out what's going. Just like uh Jeff looked said, he wanted to be the first one to say, I told you but and then well, unfortunately Kyle Bush put him in his spot. But again the number to call in is two one five. Three eight three thirty six eighty one. I'm Tim DeSpain here in Talladega. Hey Stephen Wilson, to Virginia, right outside of Richmond Raceway. Coming up here shortly, I think in probably less than a minute, we've got driver number forty two car and the NASCAR experience for MBM Motorsports. Mister Chad Bishop goes step going to make a pit stop with us. We're going to discuss his uh, his West Coast swing and what all he has planned for this year. He's coming off uh, coming off one of his best finishes, Stephen. This past weekend in the uh, in the 15th annual IK9 Service Dog 200 there at uh, ISM Raceway, coming in with a uh, I think he started he started 20th and, 15th and 19th, so you can't take nothing away from from, from that young man. He uh, held his own uh, the whole time there. And uh, Chad's been around the series a long time. I think he started in some go karts. Uh, done some late model racing, and I think he actually won, uh, I think it was the NASCAR Wheeling All-American Series Championship Chad won back in, uh, I think it was 2010, but uh, see, let's go ahead and bring on driver number 42 for NBM Motorsports and NASCAR Xfinity Series Mr. Chad
3: Fincher. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event.
4: Chad, how are you doing tonight, brother?
5: I'm doing great. How are you?
4: I'm doing great, Chad. Thank you very much for taking time to call in. We really do appreciate it. Uh, finally got you on. I've been, been wanting to get you on for a long time now. And uh, I've got Stephen Wilson, speedwaydigest.com. He's up at the Commonwealth, Virginia, right outside of Richmond Washington Raceway. He's a little under the weather, uh, but he wants to ask a couple of questions before we let you jump out of there. But first, Chad, I want to... I wanna thank you again for, for, for coming on and uh congrats on that on that uh I think I said you started 20th and finished uh, P nineteen out there at ISM Raceway, did you bro?
5: Yes, I did and I appreciate you for having me on as well. It's an honor. I love to do these things and I tell you what, we have we've had a good season so far. Um every race we've improved, you know, we finished uh twenty sixth at Atlanta, twenty first at Vegas. And 19th at Phoenix So every race we've showed improvement uh, That was actually the first race That I got to qualify this year um, I was out of the car at Daytona Back in at Atlanta And I've been in ever since And I tell you what The first two races were rained out or, or the qualifying was rained out So uh, this was the first This past weekend was the first weekend That I got to make a qualifying attempt And man it was good I mean we made the second round And qualified 20th So that's, uh, that, was good. that was a good start to the to the weekend that's awesome, brother.
4: And just to talk a little bit about uh, NASCAR, he brought a, a, uh, what we heard was a harder compound on, on the right side. Could you tell a difference in that, in that harder compound of that, that Goodyear Eagle there I race of this past weekend?
5: Well, I'll tell you what, you know, it, it's tough to be able to get a true back-to-back comparison because the last race we ran there was in the fall of last year. And then, you know, it, so it's hard to get that back-to-back comparison. But, you know, I would say I didn't feel a whole lot of a difference in the car. Um, if anything, it it made the tires to where it's almost as if it was faster to qualify. I mean, usually when you go out to qualify, you put on a set of new tires, you run two, maybe three laps, and you call it quits because you're not going to get any faster, and then you're going to start slowing up after that. What this past weekend was a little different, we were seeing fast speeds all the way up into the seven, eight, and nine laps into a run and so that was that was a little bit of a game changer for us because you know your your original mentality is tape the tape the grill up tape the air ducts up on the on the brakes, tape everything up solid and go out there and lay down two laps and bring it in and put it on the cool down machine and that was a little bit a uh, uh, backwards uh, way of thinking you know we actually left some tape off the nose and left the brake ducts open, so I could go out there and get a five or six lap run in. And usually in qualifying, you don't see a lot of teams doing that. But there, and there was a lot of teams that even elected to qualify on on you know six or seven lap tires because with the with the compound change, you were able to get more speed um, after tires had had some laps on them.
4: And at ISM Raceway, swapped the uh, I guess you'd say the the corners. They moved the start finish line. See, and I keep want It's hard for me to get them corners right now, but they move the start finish line back to what right coming into what they call the the uh, dog leg. That's coming out of four and then old turns three and four is one and two. What what happened? You. Can you? And we we got the new pit road deal there. The they sort of circle around pit road like they got at Richmond. Can you talk a little bit about? Did it take you a while to acclimate to where the start finish line was, and also
5: about how to enter and exit pit road? Well, it's it's definitely a game changer. Entering the next pit road is is a challenge, especially during well at all at all times that there's something on track because a lot of people, especially qualifying, a lot of guys will use that dog leg and they'll drop down below that yellow line or that white line to get some to shave to shave some of the track off and improve their lap time. And what that causes when you're coming off pit road you're coming you're you're literally running you know 50 something mile an hour in second gear and trying to get up through the gears and get up to speed as you're coming off pit road right there in the dog leg so your spotter and you have to be able to be on a really close same page there because if you got a guy coming to the start finish line and he's getting ready to drop down and go below that dog leg to to undercut and maybe shave some time off his lap time in qualifying or something you might pull off pit road and be right in his line of fire. So um, that was, that was pretty tricky. Uh, You know, your spotters and and, and the drivers have to really be on their toes there. But other than that, um, the track obviously is the same minus. They flipped the start finish line around to the other side. And another, another tricky feature was the restarts. I mean, my gosh, you know, you've seen in the cup race where there was even moments where drivers were taking it five wide and, and that and that's what I think for the fans, I think that was a brilliant decision because you're able to, to incorporate so much side by side racing right off the bat there at ISM Speedway. And I'll tell you what, uh, I really enjoy the new format. Um it's just uh, Usually I'm a, I'm a person that doesn't like change, you know, but I'll tell you what, uh I I like that. That was I think that was a, a step in the right direction.
4: And Chad, my final question before I hand you over to Stephen Wilson's You had mentioned about getting rained out at Atlanta, rained out at Las Vegas. Your team acquired the owner point for the number forty two car, which was uh formerly uh chip uh chip National Racing. And with it being rained out at Las Vegas, I hate to back up a week, but uh, you you took the option of of not start start up front. You went ahead and relinquished that spot to go to the back. Was there a reason why you did? You, you just wanted to get back here and stay out of trouble, Tim? Yeah.
5: There is, uh, and a lot of people ask me that question. And the only way I know how to answer that is, you know, obviously I'm a diehard competitor at heart. I've been racing for a long time. I've won a lot of races, won a lot of championships and would obviously, uh, love to do that at this level. Uh, but two things weighed into the, to that equation. And one was, um, you know, we would like to be able to go out there and win races, but circumstances are with, with our current situation, uh, we're just, we're just not quite there yet as a team and an organization and and to be able to bring the, the level of race cars to the track to do that. And, you know, for us, um, You know, I felt like uh, the runs that we've had this year, uh, all year long, um, I felt like we've been right where we need to be. I think we've been at the, at the, at the, at the top of our, our division. And, uh, and I felt like there's always room for improvement, but you know, a good day for us is anywhere from, I'm going to say 18th to 22nd. and, And if we can land somewhere in there on a weekly basis, I think that's, that's a win in our book. Um, second, second reason is, uh, you know, we only have one car. For me personally, um, I only have one car for the West Coast Swing. So if you go out there and and you tear it up, you get in the wall, bang it up, whatever, uh, it really makes next week a whole lot tougher. Especially if if you crash it hard enough to not be able to ter- to return to the racetrack. So we've uh, we've been fortunate enough to be able to take the same race car from Atlanta. And we're going to carry that same race car to California. We've 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 hit all the tracks with it, and it's completed all the laps and brought us home good finishes with very 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 minor scratches. So hopefully we can keep that rotation up and and have this car uh, moving moving on into the off week here after California, and then hit back uh, to uh, Texas in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's a really good race car we got. Uh, same chassis that we had towards the end of last year when we were really hitting our stride and making those good finishes at Kansas and Texas and stuff. So, uh, you know, really the goal to drop back was to, for one, you know, we knew we didn't have the speed initially to stay up there with those guys. So we just wanted to move over and give them respect that they deserved. Um, and then we felt like we were good enough on the back end of things to, to drop back. You know, we were confident enough to drop back and still say, okay, we can, we can, we can re-earn the position that – that we feel like we need to finish so um there was a couple of reasons for that and that's that's really kind of the gist of it amen brother and chad again congratulations
4: on the great start to 2019 and look and look forward to seeing you even more up in the points and good luck the rest of the season chad appreciate you taking time to call i'm gonna hand you over Stephen wilson uh my next race will be daga and then i'm going to charlotte but i'll see you in daga next month brother thank you very much that'll work
5: and we we look forward to it thank you very much
4: you're welcome chad
5: steven
2: thanks i appreciate you taking time to come on here tonight um sorry about my voice so i hope you can bear with me just for a second but i'd like to ask this question because i think you hit just a little bit on it a second ago as a team that doesn't necessarily have the resources as, as uh, uh, you know, as Joe Gibbs Racing or Stuart Haas Racing or Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series, what are some of the things that you guys, aside from what you talked about, you bringing the same car and chassis throughout the West Coast, but what are some of the other things that you guys have to do that may be a little bit different than the teams that have more resources?
5: Well, I think I think you hit on it there is, is we have to take what we've got. You know, we have a limited inventory of cars, a limited inventory of engines, transmissions, brakes, everything. Everything that makes it bolts onto a car that makes it go around that racetrack, we have a limited resource and a limited inventory on it. And a lot of the parts that we do get, whether it's brakes or um, engine components or whatever the case may be, a lot of the stuff is is used components. Uh, a lot of the times we don't have the funding to invest in in brand new uh, parts and pieces. The chassis that we get our hands on are usually a couple years old, um, and and that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. Um, I've had to take you know the same the same race car. Uh, if you if you go back a few steps, last year I took we had one road course car, uh, and I took this for for me in the 40 car, and I took the same road course car to every road course last year and was able to uh, run all the laps, finish the race, and have good, good results with the same car. And, and I think that um, first and foremost, our team has to look at things and say, okay, we got to be able to survive these races so that we can, we can take this car, bring it back to the shop, do the proper maintenance that we need to do, and then reset it up for the next track. So we, we, we have to run the same car multiple times in a row um, at various points through the season. And uh, it definitely puts a lot of stress on, on the parts and pieces and the chassis itself. So, you know, I think the biggest thing is that uh, as a driver, you just got to be able to have the mindset to take care of the race car first and foremost, and uh, and the finishes will come after that. And luckily we've been able to – uh, bake the cake and eat it too, as the old saying goes. We've been able to have really good runs, have fast race cars finish where we think we should be finishing, and not tear nothing up. So everything's going in the right direction for, for us and the 42 car and MBM Motorsports. And, you know, um, if you go back to last year, it's just a complete 180. I mean, we're last year um, we had front tire blow at Atlanta. I mean, we had a, a ball joint break. Um, at Las Vegas, um, it uh, we had an engine let go at California. So if you go back and look at 2018 to 2019, we're already that much um, in step in the right direction. So I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. We're off to a great start, and I really think that there's going to be good things to come.
2: We kind of answered part of what my second question to you would be. Yeah, it, you've you've talked about the fact of how much of an upswing that you're already on in the beginning of this year what are you most looking forward to throughout the rest of the season and where do you think you guys need to improve upon uh, going through um, not only the rest of this spring but getting into the summer
5: well I think I think for for me as a driver last year was my rookie my full time first full time season in in the Xfinity series and I was a rookie so a lot of the tracks that we went to was my first time ever there. And so you look back and you say, Okay, where did you finish? Where did you qualify? What kind of lap times did you lay down? And and you and you kinda you kinda get your baseline. Last year was a was a baseline year is, is, is the best way I know how to phrase it. And then moving forward, what I look forward to most this year is taking that that baseline number and the stats from last year, and comparing them to this year and say, okay, at this track in the spring race we finished in this position and we started in this position. Or, and so I I really enjoy. I'm a numbers guy and I like I like I like looking at the facts. And if if I can go to a racetrack this year, and if if I finished. 25th at a certain track last year, and I'm going there again this year, I want to finish 25th or better um, because that shows improvement for me and the team. And, and I think the team has the same mentality. As long as we can do better than we did last year, we know we're in the right direction. So uh, the, so far, so good. Uh, last year, MBM pretty much had a, a two-car two team full-time operation with me and Timmy Hill. This year, they've got a three-car operation with adding, uh driver Joey GaSe in the number 35. So, the team's expanded. We have more employees, more resources. The finishes and the results are better. The practice speeds are better. The qualifying efforts are better. We had two cars in the second round this this first uh, last week at ISM. And I think uh, I think as an organization, that's that's our goals for this season is to be able to look back at last year and say, okay, we want to do better than that. And mm-hmm. and I think so far we have, and hopefully continue.
2: I appreciate you taking the time to come on here tonight. And I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Tim get you out of here. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm.
5: I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I hope you start feeling better soon, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thanks Stephen.
4: Yeah, Chad a little bit uh Chad Stephen's a little bit up under the weather, but again, we want to thank you very much for calling in and uh wanna let you thank all your sponsors. Anybody we always let the drivers whoever call in uh, thank the sponsors, anybody that that has helped you get to this point where you're at at the Pinnacle and one of Nascar's top three series, you've got the floor to thank anybody you want to any sponsors, Chad.
5: Yeah, I mean it would be impossible without them, uh with a small team like us. We're very thankful to have all the partners on board, and especially on my car, on the 42 car, with Amana being on, um, starting out this season hot with us. Uh, you know, they were on board last year in the July race at Daytona when we finished 14th. So, really excited to have them back on board this year. Uh, Smithville Homes was a partner with us all year last year. Really excited to have them back on board this year, and really just uh, just really glad to. To be able to, to be out there again full time this year. Um, you know, we've always, we're always uh, striving to, to do better and reach out to new companies to partner with. Uh, all of our partners are loved and appreciated, and we wouldn't be there without them. And uh, there's just uh, nothing really more that I can say about that. Just, uh, just always, always pursuing for that next level.
4: Amen, brother. And y'all can also follow uh, your social media stuff too, Chad. I think it's at it, it Chad Fincham. I forgot
5: to throw that out there. Yep, all the social media across all three platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Chad Fincham. You can uh, go to the website, com and uh, check us out there. We try and stay as much up-to-date as possible through the week, on and off track. Um it's uh if you're not following me, go ahead and and click that follow button, and uh hopefully uh we can do as good as we can for you all we It's what it, we wouldn't be there without the fans and the partners, so that's that's who we gotta take care of first.
4: That's right, Chad, and again, thank you very much.
5: Good luck this weekend at Auto Club
4: Speedway. Don't be a stranger, and like I said, I probably said the fourth time. Thank you again for joining us live from Talladega this evening. Tell everybody we said hello and look forward to seeing you at Tal and We'd like to get you back on soon, brother. We really appreciate it.
5: Yes, sir. Thank you, Tim. And uh you have a blessed rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon.
4: You too, brother. See you, Chad. Chad you. Chad Fenton-Mare, Stephen, uh been trying to get him on for a while. Uh he's been busy doing this and that, but we finally got him on. And I like to hear Someone like Chad talk about he took like like he mentioned. I think it was a question that you posed to him. He took one car. Listen to this listeners. He took one car all the way to the West Coast, and has made it through Vegas and Phoenix, and now carrying that car to Auto Club Speedway. Stephen, a young man, also brought up that he's doing a lot better this year because they've got more resources. Uh, they've teamed up with more with more drivers. And like we know in the big time there, National Fences. Also in the in the cup series, you got your you got your multiple driver teams. It takes team effort to win in this sport nowadays, Steve.
2: Yeah, it does. And um just having those teammates around you with varying ranges of experiences can sometimes be helpful to you because everybody sometimes needs a friend in the garage or a friend on the racetrack, and the more teams. And I think that's why this structure has become so dominant and prevalent within all of the series is that these multiple teams have found that the only way you can compete is you have to compete with others around you. And you can't depend on other teams sometimes or other drivers. So, you know, you're always looking for that friend in the garage or on the track. And those varying, <clears throat> those varying ranges of experience can help you out. And, you know, just maybe it's a question or maybe that guy lets you in, uh, you know, while racing and, you know you you know you're while you're chasing somebody down, or you know whatever the case is, but that's uh that's what's become so uh hopeful in in having some of these teams like they are and structured like they are with multiple drivers
4: very well said, brother
2: and Stephen, let's take a little quick break and let you grab
4: your breath and I'm gonna grab my breath, and uh we're gonna come back, gonna read off the t v times and everything for this weekend at Auto club. But we maybe get our picks. Get your take. Who we got? Who you might want to be able to pick? Uh, maybe Suzanne's pick too. But again, I want to go ahead and listen to. We listened to Kyle Busch there in the media center Friday. Let's let's listen to Kyle Busch after he won the uh, Ticket Guardian Three Hundred there at uh, ISM ISM Raceway this past Sunday. It was his, and we'll talk about this a little bit if you want to. It was one hundred ninety ninth win. Stephen, uh, he's embarking on. Uh, people say is Magic Two Hundred. Uh, for King Richard But Stephen let's go ahead and take a break Catch your breath Get you a little sip of water get, Where you can talk for just a minute When I bring you back But uh, again the number to call in is 215-383-3681 We're live from Talladega, Alabama Hey Stephen Wilson right outside of Richmond Raceway Give us a holler We're going to listen to Kyle Bush in the Middle Center After he won the Ticket Guardian 300
0: We will now go ahead and continue our post-race media availabilities with the winner of the Ticket Guardian 500, Kyle Bush, driver of the number 18 Skittles Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. Congratulations, Kyle.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. Please raise your hand, and we will get a mic over to you as soon as possible.
1: How could there okay. be anything left to talk about?
0: We'll start here with Jeff.
1: Um, you know, it, uh, after the race, a lot of the drivers were talking about how difficult it was to pass, but it seemed like you were the one car out there could, that could pass and put your car different places. Did you feel like it was difficult to pass, and if so, how did you get around people? Yeah, it was. Um, it was certainly tough to pass. Yes, uh, it was. It wasn't easy. You, you were really stuck and mired behind guys. You know, I got close to Blaney, and then I got real tight, and then he kind of got away, and then I ran him back down, and it's just kind of like an accordion thing. You know, you, you cool your stuff off, you go back after him, and then you get too hot and too tight when you're behind him, and then you got to cool back off again. But, and then you got to wait for traffic. you know once Blaney got the traffic he had the same problems I had because now he's behind other cars that are in front of him and then that's when you kind of get to see whose cars are better than other cars and not just the guy who's out front is when you can maneuver and get through traffic and stuff like that. So uh, I just started working the racetrack and just started moving around and trying to find something and trying to get um, low and high and everywhere in between to try to just you know keep, get keep trying to find clean air or cleaner air in order to, to get by him That's right. Yep. If it's a 10-lap run, it's his. If it's 20-lap, 30-lap, 40-lap, 50-lap, it's probably his race. But because it was a long enough run, right, uh, that we got to some string of lap, Like even some of those stragglers that were a lap car here and then a lap car there and then a lap car there, like he could get through them fast enough that I couldn't do anything with him. But once it got to that train of about five of them that Brad was in and I don't even remember who else was in. I think uh, Hemrick was in. That's when it That's when it became tough. <clears throat>
0: There any other questions? We'll go to Pat, John, and then Reed.
1: Pat Dakota
5: NASCAR dot com. Uh, what's going to feel better, actually getting two hundred or never being ha- never having to answer that question again?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, you know, I I don't know. It's it's just um hey, we've been talking about it for a long long time, and um you know certainly um I, I mean I don't know what else to say that that I've that I've not already said. You know, it's just um a goal that I set out long, long time ago. I think it was actually – I don't remember who asked me. Um, it might even have been Carrie Sarp. But, um, you know, just having the opportunities that I have, we just go out there and try to win. Each and every time we're in a race car, that's, that's what my job is. And, um, you know, we just keep winning, and um, the, the stats will keep piling up. Go to John. John Heverland, New Mexico Motorsports Report. So at the start of the race, Ryan Blaney spun the tires. Throughout the day, several guys blew tires uh kevin harvick and joey logano kind of indicated that the tires maybe weren't the greatest as someone that's been critical of Goodyear, i just wanted to get your thoughts on what the tire was like today uh yeah um they were uh, they were too hard i think um you know for as fast as we were going here um they they produced well for us um but i would say running on the xfinity car because i had the xfinity race to run they were way too hard for the Xfinity cars, so that just kind of shows you that they were probably somewhat too hard for the Cup cars, but uh, softer tires just means faster lap times and even harder to pass yet, so, um, you know, it was, just, it was a challenge, um, but you know, everybody's on the same four rubber blocks anyway, so um, you got to do the best with what you got.
0: We'll go to Reed and then back to Wolfgang.
5: Uh, Reed Spencer with NASCAR Wire. Um, how much fuel did you have to save, and was that a bit easier because you were
1: running behind Blaney? Well, when we came off pit road and I was told, you know, we'll be we'll be fine on fuel to the end. I didn't really have any fuel worries. I didn't have anything, any thoughts that we were going to be short. So I ran as hard as I could uh, to try to catch Blaney, to try to push him, to try to make sure that um, that I could wear him down. And once we got the traffic, I felt like that goal was accomplished um and then we were able to once i cleared him uh, i was able to kind of save from there on out but that was only what 12 to go or something like that so uh you're not going to save but less than a shot glass in 12 laps of just rolling out of the gas a little early um and and that was about it so it seemed as though we had plenty we had to got to do a burnout and everything else so we're good
0: wolfgang buy a toyota
1: they got great fuel mileage
3: uh, Wolfgang Monser from Germany, Ranchport Press Agency. With so many wins in the NASCAR business, are you maybe also looking for a new challenge like your brother did a couple of years ago and did the Indy 500? Is this maybe an option for you in the future?
1: I mean, if I could ever get a chance to go do it, I would certainly welcome it and try to. Um, you know, I people ask me. Um, you know, the, all the naysayers would say, "Well, he can't win on Sunday." I've won 52 times on Sunday. Um, you know, but there's nobody else that's in if there's one form of motorsports that's any higher worldwide than us, it's Formula 1 and ain't nobody calling me to put me in a Formula 1 car. So, I guess I'm stuck with where I'm at. So, um love it or hate it, you got what you got with me being here. So, um you know, Indy 500, Formula 1 cars, off-road trucks, things like that. I I I'd love to give my fair share in any of those.
2: Maybe when you get 200, maybe a Formula 1 you <laughs>
1: When I win 200 NASCAR races, maybe I'll get a call, yeah. Uh, that, that. Well, you probably are going to go overseas, so knock on some doors for me, will you? Okay, all right. All right. Thank you. My phone number is 800-555-5555. It'll ring right to me.
0: We'll go all the way to the back.
2: Hi, I'm Mary with Late Model Digest, and this is a very light, Mood question: Did you have to build a house for your, all your trophies?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, that's well. You're not the first person that's asked me that question, but uh, it is a funny question. It's um, I don't. Yes, I did have to build a house. It's a 77,000 square foot building uh, in Nor- Mooresville, North Carolina, that houses Kyle Busch Motorsports and houses 199. Well, plus all of the KBM drivers' trophies and stuff like that. So uh, we've we've gotten our fair share of trophy cases that we've gone through and. Every time we build a new one, we fill it up, so it's a good problem to have, and um, it's been fun. There's actually a few trophies in a few people's offices and things like that, a couple of them sitting on the floor, you know, so they're all over the place.
0: Are
1: there any last questions for Kyle? Jim? Jim Uh did you Were you surprised at all at how much varied, tired strategy played a role in today's race, and do you see... There seems to have been a lot of that, a little bit more of that in the last couple of races. Do you see more of that playing out this season? Yeah, I think that, that um, yes. Um, the reason why there's more tire strategy and things like that happening is because guys are just trying to jump the line and get farther up towards the front and then hold them off with just blocking their air, you know. So um, and because it's harder to pass, the tires don't mean as much, even though we we put on four about every time and we were able to pass up through there. It took us a little while, but... You know, it's every week, you know, when the fastest car finally gets out front, it's hard to beat the fastest car unless they mess up or unless you can get enough adjustments into your car that make you better and faster than the guy that's out front and you can put on a race. But like today, I felt like the 12 was actually the best car this weekend. He was certainly fast. He sat on the pole. He was really quick, short run speed. Um, But Adam and I, we worked on our race car all practice long to try to make sure that we had longevity and that we can do things to to make sure that uh, we were better in the long haul and that paid off for us today.
0: All right. Thanks, Kyle. Congratulations.
4: Got it. Thank you. Stephen, that was Kyle Bush at the Media Center there after winning a ticket card at 500 there at ISM Raceway. He brought up what I had mentioned earlier in number 199, and a lot of talk on social media. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're trying to compare him with uh, the king, Richard Petty. And, you know, Richard Petty won all of his races and the Monster Energy National Cup Series. Uh, Kyle Bush's races are spread out over the uh, truck, X-Fandy, and the Cup. It's like Lambert McReynolds said on uh, the NASCAR show the other night, you can't take nothing away from Kyle Bush, even when he hits 200. What do you think we should see out of this deal when it's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when Kyle Bush gets number one 200 in the top three-tier series?
2: As far as what well, I'm not sure
4: <laughs> what the question is. What uh
2: do do we compare
4: Kyle Bush with the King Richard Petty? How's that? Is that a little bit easier? The simple answer to that
2: is no.
4: That was my thinking too. And, and Stephen, I know you're a little bit under. Under the weather, and we're going to go ahead and uh, I want to read off the uh, the uh, TV times and everything, and uh, let everybody know where they can follow you. and all that. But uh, coming up this weekend at uh, Auto Club Speedway, all times are Eastern local time, three hours behind. Friday, March fifteenth. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting a little scratchy throat myself. Uh, Monster Energy Cup Series practices, 1 p.m. to 1:55 p.m. MRN has your radio. There's no TV coverage. You can follow on NASCAR.com. Expanding series practice, 205 to 255 p.m. No radio, no TV. You can follow along at nascar.com. Expanding series, final practice, 435 p.m. to 525 p.m. You can follow that on FS1. Then the Monster Energy Cup Series qualifying is Friday, 530 p.m. MRN has your radio. Sports 1 has your TV. Then Saturday, Monster Energy Cup Series second practice is at 12 p.m. to 1255 p.m. MRN has your radio. Fox Sports 1 has your TV. Also Saturday, Xfinity Series qualifying is at 1.10 p.m. Fox Sports 1 has your TV. Monster Energy Cup Series final practice is at 3.30 p.m. to 4.20 p.m. MRN has your radio. Fox Sports 1 has your TV. And then uh, radio pre-race for the the, uh, National Xfinity Series production alliance group 300 will be on MRN at 4.30 TV pre-race, 4.30 FS1. MRN has your radio at 3 on MRN. then Sunday, March 17th, the running of the Monster Energy Cup Series Auto Club 400 is at 3.30 p.m. MRN has your radio. Fox has your TV. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I know Steven's a little bit under the weather, but if I can, I want to get him to uh, throw out his pick to win the Monster Engine Cup series race this weekend at Auto Club Speedway.
2: Um, I'm gonna go with Carl Arthur.
4: That's a good pick, Stephen. That's a good thing. Suzanne's already dropped so I can't get her. And uh I'm leaning toward happy. Happy Harbor, number four there for Jordan Hoss racing. Uh he's been running good all year. And I think it's time for either him and I'm gonna go for my I'll let you Pick a backup too I'm going to pick a backup I'm going to go with a 14 and Quint border Is my backup pick If Harvard don't win What's your backup pick Bro Um <clears throat> I don't I don't
2: know Um Let's go with Uh Brad Keselowski
4: That's a good one I thought you were going to say Buckshot Jones too <laughs> No I Uh, uh Stephen, I know you're bad under the weather. I want to thank you very much for calling in and dealing with your sickness and going along and uh, getting all this out there to our listeners. I want to thank uh, Chad Fitchum from n b m Motorsport for calling in, uh, full-time driver in NASCAR's series this year. They got the number 42 team points like I had asked him earlier. Uh want to wish him luck out there at Auto Club Speedway. And, Stephen, before we let you drop out of here uh, – if you can, let everybody know they can follow you on social media and your website, brother.
2: You follow us at Speedway Digest on Twitter, Facebook.com, Slash Speedway Digest, and SpeedwayDigest.com.
4: Stephen, go get you a good shot of moonshine with some candy in it. And get the feeling, brother. Tell AM and the boys we said hello, and we're going to say good night until the Alabama. We will be back next Tuesday evening live. 6 Central, 7 Eastern Time, guest to be announced. Again, thank y'all very much. Thanks to Chad Pincham, and thank everybody at NASCAR for allowing us to do this. And, Stephen, good night from Talladega, Alabama.
3: Walking down the street, hand in mind, it don't keep them mother guys. And they're i looking at you. But it's alright, and that's okay. Who could blame them anyway? You're so pretty, and you ain't even got a clue. Cause everywhere